across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. You guys know that I'm I'm pretty experienced in this business. Been at this game. Had my I had my license in Maryland for 28 years full time now. I still have a big team that's run by somebody else, Mike Sloan, my partner, but I'm an, intricately involved with him on an email basis if if not more. Uh, regularly so i know what's going on plus i had over 400 guests on the show including the ones that haven't been released yet and i see where the pain points are in real estate today and i think there's a huge pain point in listings right i think that because the mls is public now people are having to spend more and more time and more and more money and effort to get buyers and they're getting farther and farther away from listings And I'm a big believer that listings are the name of the game, that buyers are a byproduct of listings, and that you will get much more solid buyers from sign calls than you will from buying them from some of these sites or from anywhere else, and that you will get uh, much more commissions and a much higher profit by being a listing agent. And I think what keeps people from Being listing agents is they're afraid of the listing appointment. And the reason they're afraid, because there's a lot of really heavy rejection. I mean, I can remember times in my career where I really, really, really thought that I had a listing or I really, really wanted a listing and uh, they chose someone else. And there's a plethora of reasons why they may have chose someone else. But I just remember it, it, it hurting. It just getting kicked right in the gut. It keep me awake at night. Like, what did I say wrong? I swore I had rapport with the family. I swore that was in the bag. I should have closed harder. I should have zigged when they zagged. I should have set a different price. I should have set a different commission. I should have said, you know, whatever. A different marketing plan. I forgot to mention this. I forgot to mention that. You know, sometimes I made my listing appointments too short. Because I didn't know that they were interviewing multiple agents. And so anyways, that caused me, knowing that that's the number one pain point in the industry, to create the Certified Listing Agent Program. And this thing has taken a long time. I interviewed eight of the top real estate agents in America about their listing appointment. What they say, what they do, how they do it. And then we role played it on screen, on camera. And then in addition to that, they gave me their pre-list books. They gave me their CMAs. They gave me their net sheets. They gave me everything. And I put it all together. We edited it in the bite-sized chunks. And uh, we created a product out of it. And so basically what you're getting is about 10 hours of video on listing appointments. And you could uh, they're segmented by agent. So if you like an agent, you can watch them over and over again. If you dislike one of the ones of the eight, then you don't have to watch them again. You can print out everything immediately. Some people are buying it just to print out all the stuff that's free with it, the 28 downloads that's included in it. But it and, and it's in 10-minute in increments. So it uh, so you, you, you watch 5 to 12 minutes of video, and then you take a small quiz. 
and then you watch another five to 12 minutes and you take a small quiz. So it's bite size. So you can get through it. Go on the appointment. Take a little bit more. Go on the appointment. Take a little bit more. Go eat lunch. Take a little bit more or, or spread it out over a year. You know, we've had a lot of people already sign up. We've had 10 graduates so far. I'm, I can see where the progress is. I have a lot of people over 50% done. And in my mind, because I'm ADD, it, it sure as heck beats being in a stuffy classroom listening to a lecture. Because here you're getting real people saying real meat and potatoes, and it's in bite-sized chunks. And you're forced to take a quiz and get an 80% pass rate on it to keep you alert. And it's just a lot better way, in my opinion, to learn. So if you want to learn more about it, go to hybendigital.com backslash discount. And get the discount that we're offering now. That's Hyben Digital backslash discount. You'll get my personal podcast discount by going there and take a look. You know, see what you think. It comes with my personal guarantee, 100% guaranteed money back guarantee. Look, if you take it and you think it, it, it stinks, I'll give you your money back. You can go on Google and Google my name and I'm personally guarantee you this. I'm very, very easy to find right? Just send me an email. I promise you, I'll, I'll give you your money back. But that's how confident I'm better. I mean, it took us a long time to do this and a lot of money. And, and it is solid. I mean, it, this is not a cheap waste of somebody's time. You take this course, you're going to beat the competition. You take this course, you're going to feel so much better going in on the listing point. You're going to have a Superman cape on or a Super Wonder Woman cape on. If you take this 10 hours, it may take you 15 hours with the test or whatever. If you put the time in, uh, it will be worth it. Anyways, check it out. Hybendigital.com backslash discount to get your discount on it. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a great guest today. I got Jason Cassidy on the line from San Diego, California, and he is banging it up with all things digital marketing and social media. I mean, like uh, you name it. He's involved and and sold one, if not many, houses from it. So I'm we're gonna do a massively fast crash course in everything uh, social media and everything digital marketing that's going to make you commission dollars in the real estate game. So without further ado, Jason, welcome to Pat Hyben interviews real estate rock stars. Boom! Thanks, Pat. So, Jason, I know you got a ton going on, man. You, you're you're an author for Inman News. You're you've got your own podcast, uh, Ask a Realtor. Why don't you you know give us a rundown of uh, who you are and what you do, uh, so we can get to know you better. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, my name is Jason Cassidy. I work here in downtown San Diego. I'm sitting in the office. I'm actually looking at Home Plate Petco Park right now. Um, so we're right in the heart of it all in the East Village, but we work all over San Diego. And uh, I work with City Consulting Group. We're a, a boutique brokerage here. There's uh, seven of us in the office. And uh, I like it that way. Small, a little bit uh, more family feel. But uh, everybody, everybody here is in the game and, and producing. You don't have anybody you know, slacking off coming in late to work or anything like that. So um, this is actually my, uh, my second full year in the business. I got licensed in 2013 but worked for a, a property management company early on. And so, um, and so this is my second full year. And uh, last year, we uh, started off and uh, did uh, 22 deals and probably uh, be pushing closer to 30 to 35 this year and uh, just ready to, to rock and roll, man. 
Yeah, that whole that whole boutique office thing is starting to popularize more. It seems I, I was I had lunch yesterday with uh, Brendan Payne, who has four uh, Century Twenty One offices, and you know he, he set up two new offices, and I was like, "What are what are your goals for those offices?" And he's like, "Maybe fifteen in one and twenty in the other." And mm. uh, you know I'm so used to talking to you know you talk to anybody that runs a Keller Williams or a Remax, and they're like, "Yeah, we got to have three hundred agents, two hundred agents and and now i hear you you say hey you know 15 agents or seven agents and i like it like that you, you hear brendan and he's like yeah 15 agents i'm i'm really happy so it's interesting to see that because you're yeah. starting to see a resurgence of that almost yeah absolutely that's a, it's actually really popular here in downtown san diego too there's i think of the top 10 brokerages uh, seven of them are actually boutiques uh when you're talking about deals done in volume hmm and what, what do you get out of that? That uh, what, What's the attractiveness, just out of curiosity, of that, you know, as opposed to a big, big brokerage? Yeah, you know what? For me, it was coming into a competitive atmosphere. Um, I, I knew this this broker that I work with just from seeing him out at Caravan and out and about and whatnot. And uh, and, and everybody in the office kind of fits a demographic. Uh, the oldest person in the office is 35. Um, we all sit across from each other in an open uh, kind of workspace. And it's, it, you know, if someone gets a lead or someone gets a deal on the board, it, it kind of just motivates you to jump up and do the same thing. And you're sitting around and you're just listening to every single person call and work and, and share successes. And, and for me, that was a big, big uh, decision when I chose to join here as opposed to what I've seen, and this is just Jason Cassidy here in San Diego, but when you get into the big brokerages, I think a lot of times the, the business model is to throw, the, throw, throw everything at the wall and see who sticks. And you know, if you don't make it, whatever, come in as you please or go as you please. Um, I, I didn't like that as much. And so I, I'm sure there's people all across the country that are going to say, well, that's not how my office is. And that's fantastic. But, uh, but I love the, uh, the competitive atmosphere we have in this boutique office. Everybody's here has to carry their weight, and, um, and we know it. And so basically you can't just be an agent there and sell a couple houses a year. Not going to happen. You know, when you're in a boutique, I mean, our office is 1,200 square feet. Again, we have a great view, but there's only eight desks in here. So we have, uh, we have six agents and, and two support staff. And so uh, there's no real dead weight. There's no room for it, you know. And so I think when it goes into the hiring, you have to find someone that fits the kind of the mentality around here. And, uh, and if it, it, you have to produce because we only have a limited amount of space. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so if you stop selling or you get another job, you know, I'm sorry, but you can't, you know hey, what I mean? Exactly, exactly. We don't have anybody that just even hangs their license here. It's it's full-time or not. That's interesting. Very interesting, very interesting. Okay, so let, let's get into some social media stuff because, I mean, you, you've, you've written some things on Inman about agents making massive mistakes on Twitter. Mm -hmm. and, and so let's talk about that first, and then let's jump into some of these other games that are out there. So talk to me about Twitter. What, what are agents doing wrong? What, what do you recommend? Yeah, you know what's funny about Twitter is I, I was never a big adapter of Twitter like early, even before my real estate career. I, I, I browsed it. Uh, I leached off of it. You know, I would go follow celebrities and whatnot. But when I got into it and I started looking into it for business, the real estate industry is such a graveyard on Twitter. I mean, I don't know if, if you jump into it from time to time and you take a look and you just search the words real estate or, uh, or you know, your city real estate or whatnot. It is literally a graveyard of push posts of, of agents who, uh, you know, say, hey, check out my new blog post or check out my new listing and then never yeah, look at it again. Right. And I think what happens is agents will then say, well, Twitter didn't work. Well, you know? okay. So why is that though? What, what do you think? I, and and I, I think I know the answer. I think it's related to 
the standard personality of a real estate agent, but what you tell me, why are agents enamored more with things like Facebook than they are with Twitter? I think Twitter is a very conversational platform. And so you there's conversations going on on Twitter every single day, but people aren't interested in jumping into the trenches and getting into those conversations. So they want to see instant results and they're going to, you know, they may even have, you know, a couple hundred, a couple thousand followers and they're going to put out their content and maybe hashtag a couple of things and think that they're going to get instant results off of it. But that's not how the platform works. Whereas mm. some other platforms, it does. Facebook, it does. You know, you can put something out there and get likes right away um, or, or, or get content, you know, comments back. Uh, it doesn't happen as much on Twitter. With Twitter, the game is to get into the conversation and be there to to be kind of an expert in the field, but also just a resource. And so where I've found my most success is using the Twitter search feature. And it, I've jumped on, I mean, I can do it. I can do it right now. I do it every day. You know, when I'm just downtime or whatnot, you can literally jump in and put your city uh, condos or condos in your city. So for me, I'm putting in San Diego condo or condos in San Diego or buying a house in San Diego. And then you just look to see what people are talking about. And if you put in the, the keywords, you're going to have to scroll through uh, about a 10 to 1 ratio of real estate agents just spewing their stuff. But in there are people literally talking, saying, hey, I want to buy a condo in San Diego. Yeah. Or, hey, ho- house hunting tomorrow uh, in San Diego. And then you're just right there, not to throw a right hook, as Gary Vee would say, but to just actually have a conversation and say, oh, awesome. What neighborhood are you looking in? Yeah. You know, yeah. just okay, like you would in real so, life. So it's more of an active party. Let's say it's two things, really. It's number one, it's an active party, but number two, it's just a bunch of people throwing shit out there and you, you have to try to get around all of the crap that's getting thrown around, like, you know, reposting some article or, or some virtual assistant in the Philippines posting five times a day for a real estate agent, uh, a bunch of cliches, you get around all that. And then you find the conversations where instead of being passively, like watching a, a football game on television, you're in the damn game and you're playing the game and you're throwing the ball and you're catching the ball and you're running with the ball. So you're in there kind of prospecting almost, but like, Hey, Phil at, at, at Philly strong, you know, where, yep. where are you looking in San Diego? What neighborhoods? And he says, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, Oh yeah, you should check this out. Check this out. Oh, by the way, I'm a real estate agent. Is that how you roll? I, I, it might even be 10 to 12 conversations before I drop that, by the way, I'm a real estate agent. Because you know what? When they're responding to me, they're going to click my profile and see that I'm a real estate agent. Yeah. I, the right hook is already being, being thrown for me. And so, I mean, it's, it's like this. If you go to a bar, I mean, it just in social life and networking, and you go to a bar, and you don't walk up with a printed out copy of your blog post and hand it out to everybody. who They don't, they don't care. You don't they walk don't up to it. a girl and say, you know, let's, let's get out of here. No, not at all. You don't go throw, you don't, even business-wise, you don't throw your business cards at everybody's head and then expect business out of it. You walk up and you say, hey, what's up, guys? How's your day? What are you talking about? And you get into the conversation and make a relationship. And then from there, it, maybe it gets dropped in that you're a real estate agent or you find out that someone's thinking about moving and then you're there as a resource. That's how the platform's supposed to work. Interesting. Interesting. And so how much time are you spending on Twitter, you know, getting involved in these random conversations with people you don't know where you're building uh, trust back and forth 10, 12 times before you, you hit them upside the head with, Hey, you know, not that much. And that's, and that's the, the thing I get when I talk about this, you know, because I'm an open book too. I'll sit down and talk about other, to other real estate agents here in San Diego. I'll tell them my blueprint. And it doesn't matter because I know they're not going to do it. But 
it's really not that much time. I mean, I spend I spend more time watching Game of Thrones than I do, you know, in a week uh, mm. it, being on Twitter. I mean, I can sit here and uh, you know just after a, after a sales meeting at the office, you know, in between two meetings or something like that, you might have a ten minute downtime. I can literally do an entire day's worth of uh, you know Twitter prospecting. I guess you would say I wouldn't even call it prospecting. You, you mean you could find you could if if there is in the last twenty four hours somebody who tweeted. Uh, something about uh, you know buying a house and or looking at houses in San Diego, you can find them and throw out something to them within ten minutes. Easily, okay. easily. Not even yeah, not even that. I mean, I literally while while you were just asking me that question, I just searched uh, San Diego condo and switched it over to all tweets, and I've, I've already looked through about thirty tweets, and uh, and it, no one said it in the last day or so. There was a client or not a client. Potentially, but there was a guy yesterday who said house hunting in downtown, and uh, that was just yesterday. And I, I saw it as I was—I I think it was on my walk to work. I have an eight-minute walk to work, and yeah. I saw it. And I, I reached out to him and had a full conversation with him. That's awesome. And so you have sold houses through multiple. this method, multiple houses multiple. through this method at Twitter. So guys, it, it works, right? It's not just him talking out the side of his neck. It 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 works. It's effective. Okay, so let's move on. So uh, let's talk a little bit about Instagram. What? Uh, yeah. How do you, how do you find? You, have you sold a house on Instagram? I've gotten clients through Instagram. In okay. fact, I just sent a I just sent a buyer client over to a lender this morning. He reached out and said, "Hey, where'd this guy come from?" I said, "Instagram," and he couldn't believe it. Okay, but, so uh, tell me, tell us, listening, how. If we yeah, want to do abs- it. absolutely. I think Instagram is is uh, is more geared around what you post. It's a very obviously it's a photo app. So what you what you're putting up has to be um, good looking. Uh, I, I actually early on I was trying to post, you know, like uh, like I would promote being on this podcast on Instagram, and, and that doesn't play as well as a beautiful house. But if you think about the industry we're in, we, we literally deal with beautiful views and beautiful houses every day. We have content for days to put on Instagram. And so what I'll do is I'll actually find a beautiful house that's active. You know, uh, you know if you have the listings in your own office, that's fantastic. Um, but you, and I'll, I'll post it with a filter. Or I'll make it look good or whatever. And then you use the right hashtags. Now, Instagram is one that encourages multiple hashtag use. So that you can put up to 30 hashtags on a photo. And there's actually a trick in there to hide those so it's not as spammy. Um, I, I'll let you guys, I mean, you can put, post a link to a blog or something uh, to, for how to do that. But from there, anybody looking for real estate or in San Diego is going to see your photo and, and just generally comment on it. And so the Instagram success came a lot more in the last six months or so as my follower count got up. Um, I sh- I'm pushing about 5,000 right now. So every time I post a picture, uh, I will get a couple comments of people that either say, um, hey, that's a beautiful house and or um, you know, they'll tag. A lot of times you're going to say, tag someone who would love this house and then they'll tag a friend and then you're just there just in the same way as, as Twitter to be there for the conversation. Okay, so and and so, give me some exact tags that are most effective on Instagram. Would you say? Yeah, uh, anytime, anytime your city. So uh, geo tags are really big. So wherever you're taking the photo of, like if I'm taking a condo here in downtown and I go post it, I'm gonna hashtag or I'm gonna put the geo filter that I'm in downtown San Diego, and then on my last picture. Wait a minute, I mean, stop right there. Geo filter. What do, what do you mean by that? Like, uh, like you know, when you check in somewhere and it'll yeah, say okay, where right. you are. Yes. So you can do that on Instagram as well. You yes. Can, right. You can kind okay. of so, check in where you right, are. Right. Check in. Then, exactly. And then um, I, there's, I use the hashtags San Diego real estate, San Diego real estate, and then about 15 others from real estate agent, realty, real estate investing, Jason Cassidy. You always always hashtag your name um, just, just for 
just for the heck of it, um, just listed. Uh, and there's, it goes on and on. Actually, I literally copy and pasted this from a Zillow article about two years ago that said it's, if you Google the 30 or the best hashtags for real estate agents, there's a Zillow article that's there and that has them all. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's great. And if, uh, if you have that and you could send it to me, that'd be awesome. And I'll, yeah. I'll post it on our website, hybendigital.com backslash Jason Cassidy, C-A-S-S-I-T-Y. So you guys can grab that. But, uh, so Jason, so, okay. So you got all the hashtags. So somebody really is laying on the couch, you know, the TV's on their spouse is talking to them, but they're really looking at their phone. You know, they just go in hashtag, uh, San Diego real estate and everything new is going to show up, including your listing. You're going to click on, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Maybe they'll buy it, maybe they won't. But if they keep seeing this on a regular basis, maybe they're going to reach out to you, right? Is that Cor- the thought? Correct, exactly. And then the the one really big key that I actually missed out on here is that each time you upload a photo, you can actually change the URL. So most people, what they do when they create their bio is they they put their website in there, you know, just find me at jasoncassie.com or whatever it is. So what, what I do on these is every time I take a listing, um, I actually have my site, my IDX site, and I'll, I'll copy the link from that site, and then I'll, I'll do a bit.ly, like a link shortener, and then I'll put that in my Instagram bio. So that and in my, in my caption, I'll say, hey, this beautiful house is actually active on the market right now. For more pictures and information, click the link in my bio. And then people will actually click that, and which leads them to my website where they can sign up for more information or whatnot. Cool, cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um. Uh. Snapchat. Let's talk about Snapchat. Okay. What uh, What are you doing to get house sales on Snapchat? That's a loaded question, there, Pat. Because you know I'm not getting house sales on Snapchat. <laughs> Snapchat's an awesome branding play, though, and I'm a big fan. In fact, one of the the pre questions you had was what What app are you most excited about? Yeah. And I think I think in reality, right now. This is not. This is on the horizon. This is coming up, and this is one of the apps I'm most excited about. Although it doesn't have the most functionality in my day to day life right now, what this is is a total branding play. Um, we actually had, uh, and it's through the usage of geo filters that I think this is going to become a big, uh, a big branding play. The demographic is getting older. Uh, you know, I think a, a lot of the pushback on Snapchat is okay, but it's for it's for teenagers. But the the actual demographics of the app are growing into the 20s and 30s. Uh, my social network, I'm 30 years old, my social network, everybody involved in it has Snapchat and everybody is between 28 and 35. Um, and, and they're all in the home buying process right now. Well, well, wait a minute. So, so here's a thing that I would think would work. Let's say, okay, let's say you friend, which is, which is a ton of people, but there's nobody saying that you actually have to watch. Let's just be honest. You actually have to watch everybody else's videos right nope. they they can just watch yours so yep. you can be one-sided on snapchat and so yep. you you put it out there and you're snapchatting and if you guys aren't on snapchat basically what it is is if you know little videos or, or little vignettes or pictures of of your day really fast eight seconds as long as it can last so so they would say okay if you snapchatted Opening a lockbox. It sounds corny as hell, but but th- th- this is the type of stuff I think you'd have to do. Opening a lockbox, showing a home, you know, all, uh, sitting out in front of a listing appointment. Wish me luck. Two more minutes. People that are following you or watching your stuff are going to know that you're an agent that's actually busy and working hard and serious and, and use you over time. It's a, it, it's a replacement for 
you know, mailing them postcards to remind them that you're a real estate agent or even calling them to remind you them. It's kind of passive in that you're, I mean, you're actively recording yourself, but it's passive in that they're just watching. They're just sitting at home watching you throughout your day. Correct. And that's your, that's the way to attack your, your sphere of influence or whatnot on Snapchat. I think, I think the big play here, Pat, is, is through the geo filters. And so actually the, the success we've had for it, and it's like I said, it's a branding play. The success we had is we had a big opening day party here for the Padres back in April. And there was about 10,000 people that came through the block party, which was on J Street right outside our office. And so what we did as a brokerage, City Consulting Group, is we actually made a, a custom geo filter, which you can do now. It just rolled out in, in March. Um, you can create a custom geo filter. And we said, happy opening day 2016 from City Consulting Group and had our logo on there. And then we created a geo fence and we laid it over J Street where the block party was going to go from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. during the hours of the block party. And basically anybody who was in that geo fence who used Snapchat had the option to use our geo filter. It was right next to the Padres geo filter and the San Diego community filters. And so by the end of the day, there's 872 uses of our geo filter and over 38,000 views of our geo filter. And it cost us, I think it was just over 20 bucks. And so you're talking about a, a total branding play. What is it? The, the, psycho, the psychology of, uh, of buying, you have to see a brand logo 14 times to yeah. remember the brand or something like that. Yeah. That is literally micro sense of a, of, a, of a cost. And we just put our logo in front of eyeballs on Snapchat. And so I think the play for a real estate agent and what I'm working on right now, I think would be a, a great win across the country is, it, is oh, go ahead. Is it, keep going. No, you keep going. All right. I was going to say that the way a real estate agent can attack this and to get into the demographic that I think that we're really trying to target is I'm creating geo filters and they have to be creative and you have to think about what people's mindset is when they're using the app. When people are using Snapchat, they're probably taking selfies or pictures of their food. Yeah. And then, and so what, but what they use the geo filter for is they want to identify where they are. And so one thing that we don't have in, in San Diego is we don't have like a, a, an East Village geo filter or, or a Little Italy geo filter. And so what my goal is, is probably by this weekend, if not the next, I'm working on it right now, is to actually create geo filters that say, welcome to Little Italy or welcome to East Village. Uh, and then it's like a, either a, 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 an image or, or some sort of wording of my name in there that I lay over the, the trendiest bars and restaurants on a Friday and Saturday night, which is where your 25 to 40 year olds yeah, with, yeah. with money are yeah. going to be, who are now more and more using Snapchat. And you, and you put a little picture of yourself on there exactly. and say Jason Cassidy. Something, but you have to do, you have to be really aware of not being cheesy, but you have to, but you're literally putting my name and or picture and or not contact information. This is just a branding play at this point. But over over twenty five to forty year old somethings with 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 money on a Friday and Saturday night who are who are using the the app more and more according That's to funny. the metric. That's yeah. funny because you know I live in Folly Beach, South Carolina. I'm about twenty minutes from Charleston, but the the geo filters only say Charleston. There's yep. no there's nothing that says Folly Beach. Nothing in between here and there. So. I understand what you're what you're doing there. It's interesting. So, can you do a geo filter and that just lasts until the money runs out? I mean, why wouldn't you do a geo filter in front of your office on J Street or whatever? You know, all the time. Because even if they don't use it, they're going to slide through it and they might see it, right? Correct. So, I mean, you know, why wouldn't you just leave it there if it's, it's that the cheap? Expense of your budget, you know. I mean, it's, if it's that cheap, but if there's, you know, on a day like today where there's no Padres game. 
And if I'm looking down on the street right now, there's about six people down there. Nobody's right. snapping during, you know what I mean? So but you do you only pay for a time period or do you pay yeah. for how many people use it? Oh, you pay for a time period. That's, and, that's how they get you. Okay. That's the best way to do it. I mean, there's ways you could literally tackle. We just had Taco Fest here at the Waterfront Park with over two, you know, I think it was over 20,000 people out there um, on Saturday. I mean, had I been creative enough, you can literally lay a fence over just Taco Fest and say something like, like, enjoy your tacos sponsored by Jason Cassie or something like that. It's literally the cheapest branding play that you can possibly do right now. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know those things were paid for. I mean, I, I guess I didn't understand, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? How that, how that happened. But yeah, now, now totally. it makes a lot of sense. I love it. Thanks for sharing that. That's great. And okay. So what else is there to talk about? YouTube, obviously, you know, I mean, not YouTube, Facebook, you know, bit of a cliche. Everybody's on Facebook now. What's going on here? A lot of people are selling houses, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's a, it's an instant way, whether you, if you don't have the people's email, you don't have their address, you don't want to pay for postage or whatever. It's an easy way to, to beef up your SOI, your sphere of influence and, mm -hmm. and get leads. How, how are you using it to make money? You know what? I mean, it's, it's a fantastic way, very, very cheap way to drive leads, both for listings and buyers. Um, I think on the listing side, obviously, I mean, it's been blogged about all over, so I can't, I'm not going to kick a dead horse, but you know, you create a home value landing page and you, and you target ads to that landing page and you're getting leads uh, just for, for pennies compared to, you know, direct mail marketing and or Zillow um, type spending. And so that now the thing is, is your lead quality is a little bit lower because when people are in, I think when people are in the Facebook sphere, their mindset is not to buy a house or sell a house. So you're going to get a lot more fake emails and things like that because people are maybe just curious, whereas on Zillow or Google AdWords, people are literally on there for that reason. So it's a little bit more of a better quality lead. But I mean, just the fact that you can collect names, emails, and addresses for so cheap uh, through targeted Facebook advertising is, uh, is why people love it so much. And, and there's proven success there. I mean, it, it works. Wow. Wow. Okay. So let's move on to, uh, let's talk about LinkedIn a little bit because, you know, LinkedIn is more of a left brain play uh, more business to business, but people are, uh, real estate agents are making money, uh, selling houses through LinkedIn. What, what do you recommend there? You know, I use LinkedIn a lot more to kind of, uh, to try to set myself up as an industry expert, um, just as much as I do to, to maybe, advertise or market myself on it. So when I, I host a lot of my blogging on LinkedIn, um, uh, you know, it, like you said, it's, it's a very business to business, but a lot of my sphere of influence is in there too. You know, they follow me or we're friends on there or whatnot. If and they so have wanna, jobs, they're on, if they have, yeah. especially if they have well-paid jobs, they're on Exactly. There. Exactly. And so I want to always be kind of showing my metal on LinkedIn as, uh, as why I'm an industry expert or, or, or why I know something, why I'm, I'm good at what I'm doing, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not yeah. using LinkedIn though to talk about my new listing. And so I think a lot of, I think a lot of realtors are missing the mark there. I think it's just like Twitter, they're just misusing the platform. I think, um, you know, the new uh, LinkedIn publish uh, section where you can actually write content on there is a fantastic way to kind of um, show your knowledge in the industry. But I think a lot of realtors just, or real estate agents just get on there and, and do a blog post just like they would on their website or, or Facebook about their new, their new listing. But that's not, that's not what it's for. You know, it's very almost even worse. You know, when you get uh, when you add people, uh, lenders or whatnot, and then you just get spammed in your inbox. Uh, hey, let's let's have a meeting. 
but you didn't, you know, there's no real natural, uh, it, it, it can get very spammy really quick, I think. Yeah, absolutely. That That's the thing about LinkedIn. I don't even like checking my messages on LinkedIn because, first of all, you got to open like four or five pages just to read the damn email and then, <laughs> and then, then you read it and it's, because they only give you like the first couple words and then they and then you read it and it's it's complete spam mm-hmm. from someone you don't know and then by the time you delete it you you're 45 seconds into it you know what i yep. mean where so anyways okay so but you got to have it and it's a great way to place your resume and you can get leads it's it's a great way for people who aren't on social media per se but their companies require them to use linkedin and they don't have your email and they just want to talk to you directly they will reach out to you on linkedin i've had yeah, it happen yeah I- I think that I think the the LinkedIn the power in the LinkedIn is in is in the validation. You know, I think people people will look you up, and if you're not on LinkedIn or you don't have a strong profile and you don't have you know, then it, it could actually hurt you um, it, in a validation standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let, let's talk a little bit about blogging because mm-hmm. uh, it's taken a few turns in the last couple of years. I know you mentioned that you're big now on Medium. I want to mm-hmm. talk about that. Um, wh- what's Medium? Uh, Medium is just a new blogging platform, um, very similar to uh, like Blogger back in the day, where it just kind of gives you a, a profile and you can kind of upload your content. It's just very user friendly, and I, I like to be early uh, early adopter. So I like to be there, um, you know, because there's other really um, loyal users on the on Medium, and so being an early adopter means you can get a lot of the followers early on, which is good without you know, without trying as hard, you know, once, if you're late to the party, it's very tough to get your follower count up and things like that, because there's just so many other people, um, on there. And so that's why I've been using medium a lot. Um, it's a great way to kind of, you can similar to like the blogger of old, you can hashtag something and go find, if I hashtag real estate, I can read articles about real estate all day long written by other professionals, which is fantastic. I like that without having to kind of sift through the noise of say like Google. Um, and then just from a writing standpoint, it's a very, very easy user face to use um, when I'm adding photos to my blog or you know hyperlinking things. It's just very easy to use. So where else are you blogging? Yeah, I write original content um, all over. I mean, I write for Inman, and then I write on Medium and LinkedIn, and then my own my own web page as well. And there's a couple ways that I'll write. You know, if I could be writing for uh, you know to talk about the new building that's going up across the street, and where that might be a local downtown related news feature, then I'll write that on on the website on isellthecity.com, which is my my brokerage's website because it's very San Diego based. Whereas if I'm writing about using Twitter in the real estate industry, that's more of an industry expert thing. So I'm going to write that on either Inman or, or LinkedIn. And then lastly, what, what about Periscope? You doing anything on Periscope? Do you think it's going to take off? Um, what's going to happen there? I think, it's, I think it's more on the fringe than even Snapchat is. Um, and so I'm very aware of what it is and I've used it and I, and I am keeping an eye on it. But I have no active strategy around it right now. And yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I don't know what to make of it yet. I see a lot of real estate professionals use it to like, similar to like my YouTube series, Ask a Realtor, they'll say, hey, join me on for the next 20 minutes and ask me any questions or things like that. And it's, I think that's good. I think that's a good way to use it. But I think I'm putting my time into YouTube right now, uh, you know, on, or, or Facebook video uh, more than Periscope. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's something there. I just don't know yet, but I'm definitely keeping an eye on it. Okay, so I'll tell you what, we'll wrap this up, but I'll let you talk a little bit about your YouTube show and, and, and tell us all about uh, Ask a Realtor. What, uh, what's that about? Sure, yeah, it was just born, uh, born of me running into these questions out in the field. You know, 
clients saying, well, well what is an, an EMD or an earnest money deposit? And I figured yeah. what better way to, to get you know my name out there, I was a brand new real estate agent, than to create a web series where I answered those questions. I mean, if you're very familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk, it's a blatant ripoff of the Ask Gary V show um, in the formatting of it, but it's just totally geared to real estate agents and real estate. And so in, you know what I think the success came from is I did my very first episode and I talked about condo litigation, which is a big deal here in downtown San Diego. And uh, in it, because it's YouTube, it obviously uh, indexed very well on, on Google. And someone called me about a week after I uploaded it and said, hey, I saw your video. Um, I have a condo in litigation. Can you come list it for me? Mm. And so you better believe I, that I was, I was sold on it right after that. And so, yeah, wow. Yeah. And so that's what the Ask a Realtor series is. It's literally just me asking questions. And if no one asks me questions, they can use the hashtag Ask a Realtor on Twitter or Facebook and ask me a question. And if I get to a week and I create some content and nobody's asked me, I'll just go online and I'll see what people are talking about on Twitter or, or even like Zillow advice. And I'll just I'll answer those questions. Yeah. And I think a lot of people forget that, you know, YouTube is owned by Google. So, you know, you post something simple or, or videos on YouTube, it, it helps in your algorithms, right? With Google, with totally. people searching. Yeah. Yeah. It's a way you can literally create a YouTube video about a topic that you can't rank for by written word, like on Google, there's just already established people there or whatnot. But, uh, but you can create a video and you can jump them all uh, just because uh, the video is getting a lot more weight on the search engine like algorithms now. Yeah, that's great. And, and there's nothing that is off limits uh, with YouTube. I mean, I saw a comedian the other night, she was talking about, you know, can you believe that there's several videos on YouTube about how to put on lotion? <laughs> <laughs> you can literally do whatever you, <laughs> you want. Know, you know, I mean, uh, yeah. So you can talk about, you know, exactly like you said, what is an EMD? It can be 30 seconds. Really Earnest money mean, deposit. And this is what it's used for. And people will watch it. Yeah. And they'll be like, let me tell you, that guy's an expert. I'm going to use him. He uses big words like earnest money deposit or whatever, uh, you know, whatever they think. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, this is great. Well, Jason, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, guys, if you have a referral of an agent, you need an agent in San Diego area, uh, down by Padres Stadium, especially, you know, give Jason a call. Uh, I'm going to put all of his information on hybendigital.com. Uh, you can go into the search bar and just type in uh, Jason. You can type in uh, pretty much any of the major topics that we talked about, and, and he'll show up there as the expert, as well as all the show notes and what we promised, which was the uh, list of hashtags, right? Yep, that's it. I'll find the link. I'll send it to you right now. Sounds good, Jason. Well, listen, thanks. Have a great day. And if I'm ever in San Diego, I'll definitely uh, catch up with you. Sounds good, man. I look forward to it. You guys know that I'm I'm pretty experienced in this business. Been at this game. Had my I had my license in Maryland for 28 years full time now. I still have a big team that's run by somebody else, Mike Sloan, my partner, but I'm an, intricately involved with him on an email basis, if if not more uh, regularly. So I know what's going on. Plus, I had over 400 guests on the show, including the ones that haven't been released yet. And I see where the pain points are in real estate today. And I think there's a huge pain point in listings, right? I think that because the MLS is public now, People are having to spend more and more time and more and more money and effort to get buyers. And they're getting farther and farther away from 
listings. And I'm a big believer that listings are the name of the game, that buyers are a byproduct of listings, and that you will get much more solid buyers from sign calls than you will from buying them from some of these sites or from anywhere else, and that you will get uh, much more commissions and a much higher profit by being a listing agent. And I think what keeps people from being listing agents is they're afraid of the listing appointment. And the reason they're afraid, because there's a lot of really heavy rejection. I mean, I can remember times in my career where I really, really, really thought that I had a listing or I really, really wanted a listing and uh, they chose someone else. And there's a plethora of reasons why they may have chose someone else. But I just remember it, it, it hurting. It just getting kicked right in the gut. It keep me awake at night. Like, what did I say wrong? I swore I had rapport with that family. I swore that was in the bag. I should have closed harder. I should have zigged when they zagged. I should have set a different price. I should have set a different commission. I should have said, you know, whatever. A different marketing plan. I forgot to mention this. I forgot to mention that. You know, sometimes I made my listing appointments too short. Because I didn't know that they were interviewing multiple agents. And so anyways, that caused me, knowing that that's the number one pain point in the industry, to create the Certified Listing Agent Program. And this thing has taken a long time. I interviewed eight of the top real estate agents in America about their listing appointment. What they say, what they do, how they do it. And then we role played it on screen, on camera. And then in addition to that, they gave me their pre-list books. They gave me their CMAs. They gave me their net sheets. They gave me everything. And I put it all together. We edited it in the bite-sized chunks. And uh, we created a product out of it. And so basically what you're getting is about 10 hours of video on listing appointments. And you could uh, they're segmented by agent. So if you like an agent, you can watch them over and over again. If you dislike one of the ones of the eight, then you don't have to watch them again. You can print out everything immediately. Some people are buying it just to print out all the stuff that's free with it, the 28 downloads that's included in it. But it and, and it's in, in 10 minute increments. So it uh, so you 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 watch five to 12 minutes of video, and then you take a small quiz, and then you watch another five to 12 minutes, and you take a small quiz. So it's bite size. So you can get through it. Go on the appointment. Take a little bit more. Go on the appointment. Take a little bit more. Go eat lunch. Take a little bit more or, or spread it out over a year. You know, we've had a lot of people already sign up. We've had 10 graduates so far. I'm, I can see where the progress is. I have a lot of people over 50% done. And in my mind, because I'm ADD, it, it sure as heck beats being in a stuffy classroom listening to a lecture. Because here you're getting real people saying real meat and potatoes. And it's in bite-sized chunks and you're forced to take a quiz and get an 80% pass rate on it to keep you alert. And it's just a lot better way, in my opinion, to learn. So if you want to learn more about it, go to hybendigital.com backslash discount and get the discount that we're offering now. That's hybendigital backslash discount. You'll get my personal podcast discount by going there and take a look. You know, see what you think. It comes with my personal guarantee, 100% guaranteed money back guarantee. Look, if you take it and you think it, it it stinks, I'll give you your money back. You can go on Google and Google my name and I'm personally guarantee you this. I'm very, very easy to find, right? Just send me an email. I promise you I'll, I'll give you your money back. But that's how confident I'm better. I mean, it took us a long time 
to do this and a lot of money and and it is solid i mean it, this is not a cheap waste of somebody's time you take this course you're going to beat the competition you take this course you're going to feel so much better going in on the listing point you're going to have a superman cape on or a super wonder woman cape on if you take this 10 hours it may take you 15 hours with the test or whatever if you put the time in uh, it will be worth it anyways check it out hybendigital.com backslash discount to get your discount on it This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.